Welcome to the Waypoint What's the Point podcast. I am Danny, one of the pastors at Waypoint uh, Church, and I am joined here in Waypoint Studios, which this week is actually the conference room. We have a window by uh, two uh, guests, and I'm so excited to have this conversation. So who am I joined by? Tony. And Tony, what do, what do you, what's your connection to Waypoint Church, Tony? I, my name's Tony Anderson. I'm the kids director here at Waypoint. And you're about to have a kid. Ha- about soon, to have a kid right? in about two months. Two months. Well, yep. we're so excited for you and Pat. Thanks. And uh, looking forward to celebrating a little uh, Bo Jackson Anderson. So <laughs> that's not that's <laughs> not her name. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. And uh, I'm Trace Clevenger. <laughs> and you can't follow up from my stupid joke. No. no yeah. But and Trace, you've done. You've had a. You and Liz, your wife, have had about a million roles and things at Waypoint. What are some of the ministries that you guys have been a part of? Uh, yeah, um, we did like the dual ministry um, for a while with Waypoint um, and then kind of were involved with some things at Duke Manor um, uh, as well, kind of like mentoring the kids there um, and yeah, doing kids ministry now. Ooh. Um, and so Liz has served on the preschool board yeah. mm-hmm. and you've served as an elder mm-hmm. and you guys have been here it's pretty early at Waypoint, right? Yeah, right Almost before since, Abigail was born, so yeah. coming up on eight years now. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So you've done a lot, and you were you were kind of one of that young married couple that lived in intentional living and dwell, and and then you moved transitioned into married. I mean, no kids, and then kids, and, mm-hmm. and now two kids, yeah, and, a, and a, a third foster care. Stages. A lot, a lot of things. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, that segues into today's topic, which is Sabbath and rest. And, you know, what do we do as Christians? And there's a very clear command in the first chapter of the Bible that God rests. And then in the, when we, Moses gets the Ten Commandments, it's a commandment to rest. And since then, people have processed what this means. Different groups of Jewish people have tried to figure this out and as as we are grafted into the family of abraham and and moses family and the the family that god brought us you know through abraham and sarah and we we think of that we're part of this we're grafted into Mm -hmm. what we call the old testament and and what's there but it's tricky like how do we practice sabbath how do we practice rest as modern christians and what what can we learn from the historic church and what can we learn from each other? So today we're going to talk about Sabbath. Interesting thing is when Tony came in this today, I was like, Tony, how did we even come up with this? Like, because I invited Tony to to be a part of it, and and all I could think of was because we're doing Luke. I think we there was a passage where it talked about Jesus being Lord of the Sabbath, and I said maybe we should dig a little deeper on Sabbath. And I said, Tony, what do you think about Sabbath? She's like, I have a lot of ideas and a lot of <laughs> thoughts, and so that's how. And I said, Well, will you? put them together and join us for a podcast. And mm-hmm. Trace, I just thought, I was talking to some people and I said, who could I ask from Waypoint? And uh, God just kind of laid you upon my heart just because I feel like you and Liz have done a lot of different ministries as kind of singles, college students, and then post-college, and then with young kids, now with a young kid and a more elementary age child, and, and just trying to think about 
serving and working and, and living life and, and what does it mean to rest and be faithful and, and honor God with your lives. So I thought that this would be a good opportunity. So we're going to jump right in with the icebreaker and it's it's linked to Sabbath. And I want to thank Erica, our my wife, and also our women's discipleship and women's care director because she, she came up with these questions to really help us think through this. But do you take naps or not? So not too super serious, but are you a nap taker or not? I love naps. I I feel like definitely like, you know, my like having a job limits the amount of naps I can take. So, but yeah, being pregnant, I definitely take a good bit of naps. Okay. Okay. How about you, Trace? I, I definitely love naps too. Um, they don't happen a lot in this stage of life, <laughs> although I actually got one in uh, last Sunday. Yeah, Liz was uh, nice enough to, to let me do that. Um, I think I was telling Tony before this too that um, we just built like a little shed office. So I have like a separate workspace at the house that I work out of. Um, and there's like a little futon couch in there that I haven't napped on yet, but I've been tempted to a few times during the workday. But um, yeah. yeah, we won't tell your employers. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're listening, I haven't napped yet. On there. My employers are listening. <laughs> I think I'm a little weird in this one. I don't nap. I don't even know how to nap. Like, I've taken so few naps in my life, I can remember them. Uh, I can't really fall asleep in the middle of the day. Uh, I've been so tired that I've taken naps, but I do remember, like, as a kid, like, taking a nap and then staying up all night. Like, mm-hmm. so for me, almost like it. And plus, while I'm sitting there, I'm just, like, thinking about stuff. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I've never been a nap taker. No matter how tired I am, I normally just kind of will go to bed earlier but i'm mm-hmm. i'm an anomaly i don't i don't think that's normal most people take naps I, I remember reading about dwight eisenhower one time and he was a little older when he was president and had been through a lot you know a general through the long you know world war ii and you know but he would take naps just to stay alert so he mm-hmm. would take a series of naps in between just just to help him so i, I think naps are probably a good thing I, i've lived in a couple overseas and a couple of cultures where people kind of take naps in the middle of the day, kind of the siesta That's culture. Nice. But for some reason, it's just not how I'm wired. Uh, when was the last so. time you took one? A real nap? I kind of, this last Sunday, I actually might have fallen asleep for a second or two. <laughs> like I was just sitting there. Was this in the sermon? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, not, not during the Sunday worship. Like at home in the afternoon, I might have fallen asleep for a second. Maybe on an airplane was probably the last time I took, if you mm. want to call it a nap, because... Yeah. Coming back from Gambia, I was a little off, so I fell asleep a couple times on the airplane. But yeah, just a nap laying down in the bed, probably maybe one or two in the last five years. So I just had to be so tired. But mm-hmm. I, again, I'm an anomaly, so that don't. Yeah, this this was just a fun icebreaker to see, you know, just to kind of get set the pace for this this conversation. Uh, but the first question is, what has been your experience with Sabbath, uh, growing up or, and or now? You know, all of us grew up in different Christian traditions, and yeah, just just want to hear a little bit about your experience. Um, I grew up in the Greek Orthodox Church. Sabbath, I don't think, was ever mentioned or ever like, yeah, just never taught about or mentioned at all. So I would say I started learning about like what is a Sabbath, why Christian, why the Sabbath command is in the Bible. Um, in college is when I first started thinking about it. Okay. When you were really busy? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And also, like, I feel like the Sabbath 
encur- like being encouraged to participate and observe the Sabbath is always kind of this looming, like this is something you should be doing. Like as you're, you know, maybe checking your work email on a Saturday, you're like, oh, this okay. is my Sabbath, you know? So you felt a tension between it. So initially what you were excited about it, and then, but you also immediately felt the tension toward it as yeah. you were learning about it and yeah. like just trying to live life. Okay. And I'm wired for rest. Like I love rest, but I'm not as, I'm not very disciplined in the type of rest that I like to enjoy as okay. a person. Okay. How about you, Trace? Yep. I grew up in a Christian home. And so um, I think for me, when I was young, it was basically going to church was like, you know, was Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't remember necessarily a lot of like thought that I put into it, definitely. Um, Looking back, I think we had some traditions. Like my mom would always make a special breakfast on Sunday, and then we would always go out to eat, or not always, but, you know, often go out to eat after church. Um, And I think that was to give my mom like a break from. you know, cooking and things. And so I'm sure my parents were probably putting in some thought, but I think the first time I thought about it was also college. Um, and yeah, trying to figure out how to kind of honor the Lord in that. Cause it's like with schoolwork, there's never a day that you can, that you're like off, you know, you can always mm-hmm. be doing mm-hmm. an assignment. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't remember if this was something that like came from like something JD mentioned or something that like, that I just kind of came to, but I sort of started breaking down my Sabbath into like, okay, I want to have a day of like mental rest, physical rest, and like basically worshiping the Lord. Um, But I couldn't always do that on the same day. And so sometimes that would be like, okay, I'm really burnt out from the week. So Saturday was my day that I'm not going to do any schoolwork. Um, And then Sunday would be the day that, you know, I went to church and maybe I did do some of my assignments that day. Um, Mm -hmm. But I like going running and I want to do that on Saturday. So it's sort of like, you know, I, I made sure to incorporate all these elements, but it wasn't necessarily always on the same day. So that, you know, is probably going to be a a more loose view of the Sabbath than a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, But then now, I mean, yeah, having gone, gone through a lot of seasons, um, I think definitely not doing like my job, like that I'm, you know, my full-time job on Sundays um, is something that I really try to guard against um i think going to church and just kind of having that corporate observation of the sabbath but then with kids it's not necessarily like a restful day always Mm -hmm. so sometimes that might be like i'm i'm actually doing a little bit more with the kids to give liz some rest that day or maybe she's you know doing that like uh, to give me some rest um or uh, we even talked about recently like something that would be more restful for us is like actually taking the kids for a walk or a hike even though that's not like physically resting it's more restful than being in the house with them on that day so i think something we're still kind of working out but um have yeah uh, just seen um still be good in different seasons and and when it looked different ways so Mm -hmm. okay yeah for me i grew up in a christian home i mean definitely we were kind of taught keep the sabbath holy i think it generally just meant go to church be with family uh I grew up, I'm kind of right on the cusp of when most stores were closed on Sunday and then they were open from like noon to five. My dad was a store manager for most of my childhood. So when they weren't open on Sunday, he didn't have to work. He worked at a place, a department store, kind of like Kohl's, you know, not in the mall, but like one of those kind of stores. But uh, so I kind of just thought of it as, you know, day to go to church, hang out. I had baseball practice from like seventh grade on and we would do it like, Sunday at two, but my parents didn't say like, you can't do it. 
I went to a couple NFL games on Sunday, so we weren't like strict. Mm-hmm. But I do remember, you know, just comments of like, "Oh man, why is Walmart open on Sunday?" You know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but then we always went to not always, but sometimes we went to restaurants on Sunday. But we're so I always felt I was the kind of kid who noticed contradictions all the time. So mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, you don't want Walmart to be open, but you go to restaurants." Mm-hmm. You know, right. so it, it, I always thought about that, and we watched the NFL, and that's okay, but. Like I remember one time, even as a kid, when my ch- my church was pretty devout church. I mean, we like it was expected that all the members went Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And I remember our pastor suggested like having a Super Bowl party, and like some of the older people in the church are like, "No, we can't do that. We have to worship," you know. And others were like, "Oh, it could be fun fellowship mm-hmm. to invite new people." I remember yeah. the debate. This is like nineteen eighty. 1980- <laughs> Four, you know, wow. or whatever, you know. Who won the debate? Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. Over I think we won, I think we party. made the yeah. service earlier, okay. and then we had a little Super Bowl party. So I think we split the difference. Mm, yeah. okay. So we started watching the Super Bowl a little late. We were Pentecostal, so it's hard to make a, a service yeah. short. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. But before we move on, I do want to just mention what we mean by Sabbath, because some of you out there might. It, there's a lot of different ways it's interpreted. I mean, traditionally, Sabbath is the word from Genesis uh, chapter 2, where God rests on the seventh day. It's the word Shabbat in Hebrew, or Shabbat, you know, I don't know, I've probably pronounced it wrong, but, um, and that word translates into, when you get to the Ten Commandments, it's one of the commandments, to keep the Sabbath holy, and it's, it technically, and for Jewish people, it was Friday night, sundown, to Saturday, sundown. So it's the 24-hour period. Mm-hmm. There are a couple Christian groups, the Advent Seventh-day Adventists and a couple others that keep that religiously. Like they think that Christians should should re- like continue to observe that day. Mm-hmm. Most Christianity moved, we call Sunday the Lord's Day, even though that wasn't the Sabbath. And we kind of fused the two together, mm-hmm. which some people would say is, you know, just we kind of created a new day, calling it the Sabbath, but technically it's not the Sabbath. Then there's the idea of Sabbath, just taking a day to rest, to to not work. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another Hebrew word in, in, that shows up in Genesis 2.15, and I'll read that passage just so um, you can kind of see what I'm talking about. And it, it says, the Lord God took the man and put him or rested him made him dwell in the Garden of Eden to work and take care of it. So that's the first time this word, uh, it's nun vahid, I think I'm saying it right. You can just think of the English consonants N-W-H, and then there's some vowels in between, but it's a a common word that shows up throughout the rest of the, the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, and it's the same word like in in, in Hebrews 4 in our New Testament where it talks about it, it, it literally in Hebrews 4, there's a compound word that the author of Hebrews creates where he says a Sabbath rest, and he combines the two terms, the two Hebrew terms into one and creates a new word. That word had never showed up anywhere else in this compound word, had never showed up in any other writing anywhere. So he, he kind of creates a new word combining the two. So, so when we say Sabbath, we're kind of talking about Sunday, worshiping God, but we're also talking about taking a break from work. Mm-hmm. So it's a little confusing. So if you're out there and you're new to the church or you've been around, but you just kind of missed, you, you know, missed it, it's, it's, it's kind of got these two ideas fused into one where it's, it's, the, it's the thing linked to the Old Testament where you take a day and you don't do anything. And there are Jews to this day who don't even like turn up, flick a light switch mm-hmm. on 
on the Sabbath. And then there are other Jews who say, no, it's okay to do certain things, not all things. Jesus had a lot to say about the Sabbath. And, and as we're going through Luke, we've heard a lot about it. So I just wanted to do a little history lesson and just kind of talk through some of the Bible passages so that we see what we're talking about. So today for the, for the topic of conversation, when we say Sabbath, we just mean, should Christians today try to take a 24-hour period to rest? Or should we just like practice principles of Sabbath, but it does it have to be 24 hours? Trace, you already alluded to, mm-hmm. you kind of took, you, you, you split it up into mm-hmm. a couple sections. Mm-hmm. So, so that's where we're headed. So that being said, why do you think Sabbath is important? And why should we take time to think about how we view and practice Sabbath? I mean, I think the, to me, probably the primary reason is I, I think we should kind of see it as a gift um, that God is is wanting to give us. Um, there's you're probably going to talk about this later, Danny, but there's that passage from Mark, and Jesus is basically saying that um, man's not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath's made for man. Um, and to me, that's kind of a beautiful picture of like. Mm-hmm. Rather than um, it being this like stringent thing, God actually wants us to have rest, um, and so we should still take it seriously because you know we don't want to not receive this gift from the Lord. But um, but yeah, I mean I think it's uh, kind of an opportunity to to get that rest um, and also like recentering for our hearts that we need. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like the idea of is the law grace? Like sometimes law is grace. Mm-hmm. Like lines on the road are grace Mm -hmm. so that people don't crash into us you know red light stop stop signs are grace so sometimes Mm -hmm. restrictions can be taken too far and we can become legalistic and but god giving us the uh, jesus trying to reorient as jesus brings the kingdom and he's trying to show them a new way of seeing a way that they should have seen the old testament all along that the sabbath is a good thing so i I agree Mm -hmm. that that it's, it helps us set some parameters mm-hmm. that we may not set for ourselves mm-hmm. and, and shows our limitations that we have we have to rest, stop, and, mm-hmm. and trust God. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking kind of of the word like limitations, that it helps us recognize like our need for God. And I don't have a whole lot to add to what Trace was saying, but yeah. Just oh. Yeah. Our need. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's important. Yeah, we need God. I, I think for me, as I processed it, I've gone through all kinds of phases, you know, I, I think what it's not is life hacker. Mm-hmm. One time I, about before COVID, about four years ago, I was asked to speak at one of the campus ministries uh, on campus and they wanted me to talk about rest because all the college students are tired. Mm-hmm. And I more gave a sermon on Hebrew. I had just given the sermon on Hebrews four. So I kind of just reiterated that. And mm-hmm. I was, I think they wanted life hacker. There's mm-hmm. life hackers, a website where you get some good tips like and how it, to be more productive. Yeah, how to be more productive. So how to get better sleep, how to get better rest. Uh-huh. That's what they wanted. Like, and I, what do I do on the Sabbath sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, how do I maximize rest? Mm-hmm. And I, and all I could tell them was, actually, Lifehacker does a better job at the Bible of those kind of things. So there, you can just read articles on, like, how to increase your sleep, you know, mm-hmm. turn the mm-hmm. lights off, get off your phone four <laughs> hours early, you know, like... Yeah. Don't have kids. I'm just yeah. kidding. Like, don't have young. Wait till your kids are 19 and out of the house, and then you'll yeah. get rest. No. Yeah. No. Like, but what if you're caring for someone, or mm-hmm. you know, like life. Life's hard, but these life, these type of websites or advice, you know, they're good. Mm-hmm. You can take melatonin. You can do this. You can do that. You can try to reorder your life. But so those are all good things, and I think there's biblical principles that kind of might line up with some of those things. Mm-hmm. But 
that's not the essence of Sabbath of either uh, word that I was that I mentioned earlier. The essence of Sabbath is resting in God. Now, there's an element that includes physically resting, but there's also the most important thing is learning, learning to rest in God. Mm-hmm. So I, I think for me, it was trying to figure that balance out of that this isn't just life hacker. It isn't just some mm-hmm. tips. You go in, you get the tips. This is what the Bible says, and everything works out fine. It's like, and, and I think the thing that baffled me most is Hebrews 4 when I, I heard someone talk about it, and it's like, to enter the rest they had to go fight battles, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. which seems, but God said, I'll fight the battles for you. Mm-hmm. So there's a paradox there. There's kind of a, and, and I think when Jesus says, you know, take my yoke, which means you're like taking a, you're, you're acting like a, an oxen or something, like you're acting like an animal mm-hmm. t- plowing with a yoke, but it's, it's light and it's, the burden's light. So I, I think that for me, I started processing that, that balance, the Sabbath, had had these different perspectives it had these different elements and Mm -hmm. yeah so it's important to take time to think about it and that's Mm -hmm. we hope that this podcast will help all of you do that so here's the question of the day we are in the triangle a lot of overachievers you guys went to a overachieving university Mm -hmm. and we all are around overachievers so how do we keep the sabbath avoid approaching it legalistically but also doing it like overachievers might literally make mm-hmm. something that's about rest about doing something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think in some ways it feels easier to make like a hard and fast rule. Like sometimes I'm like, mm-hmm. I just want to know the clear cut, like do this, don't do this. But yeah, we end up just turning it into legalism and not like the the heart of what Sabbath is as like a heart posture. And that's what I kind of come back to. Like, are my Sabbath habits, wow, that's kind of catchy. Sabbath habits. Sabbath yeah. habits. You could are start my, a podcast Sabbath yeah, habits with Tony Anderson. Yes, I don't feel like I'm very qualified to do that podcast. But Sabbath habits, are they helping me turn to God in these like moments throughout my week or throughout my day? It's about the heart posture and not like, yeah, I'm not going to do X, Y, Z ever again on the Sabbath. Because like you were saying, the reality is sometimes we have obligations. We have kids. We have an aging parent that we they depend on our labor, literally. Yeah. So I think Sabbath has to look different in every season. And you have to be looking at your own heart rather than just adopting a rule. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because as... I've been, you know, in, in my 40s, just been around this a long time, kind of sharing the gospel with people. I really think when we invite people in, we're inviting them to a lot of work. To care for people, to, to look around the world and see the brokenness and enter in is not restful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like y- if you're not a believer, you can just ignore it. Mm-hmm. It's not your burden. But as a believer, we hear about a neighbor who's suffering I mean, most people are good people. If they see someone on the side of the road, they're not going to like ignore them. But as Christians, we're called to like go above and beyond, to go the extra mile, to to bring Christ-like peace and Christ-like justice, mm-hmm. and to and and treat people in the image of God wherever we go. Which is work. It's a lot easier to just avoid a problem if mm-hmm. it's not your direct family, mm-hmm. and and move on. But we're called to care for people, and it's work. Yeah. So how do we? So so I think you're you're right, Tony. Like to make it legalistic, mm-hmm. 
see, it, it could be counterintuitive, but then at the same time, if I feel like if we try to take over and be like, God, you can't help these people without me, we try to become God. So I think mm-hmm. what Sabbath could do for me is just be like, you know what? God's called me to help these people or to be part of this ministry, but right now I need to take a break. Mm-hmm. And I, it's okay. I'm going to take a 24-hour break. Or I'm going to take a seven-day vacation with my family, and I'm really going to turn my phone off. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to trust that God will use other people and other things to uh, – to, to other, other people can participate in, in this, this thing so that I can get some rest or I can spend time with my family. So I, mm-hmm. I think God can do it, but I think – the balance is tough. Trace, what, what are your thoughts on approaching the side? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I think what Tony said was really good. And um, yeah, even that idea that like, uh, it's somewhat easier to follow like a specific law if you're like given the steps. Like I was looking it up and I think that um, Jews, and maybe this has changed over time, have like 39 different things that they can't do on the Sabbath. Um, and so, you know, it in some sense, it's like, okay, just tell me what not to do, and then I don't have to think about it, but mm-hmm. my heart's not actually necessarily aligned with the Lord. Like, I could, um, I cannot cook on the Sabbath, but I can still be, you know, angry at someone just by staying in my house, and Jesus says anger's like murder, and so that's obviously not, you know, pleasing to the Lord, even mm-hmm. though I kept those, you know, 39 things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think... It, to me approaching it as more of like a gift and less like a law but it is i think like you're saying it's it's harder work in some sense because then i actually have to wrestle with mm-hmm. like what does that look like for me and my family right. um and yeah if i see a need on sunday i can't just say like oh i can't i can't help with that you know it's mm-hmm. like i really need to partner with the holy spirit and say is this something you're calling me to or mm-hmm. or you know not kind mm-hmm. of this day but mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think there's the idea of preparing for the sabbath that some Christians have talked about, like if you do everything in advance, then it's you can actually rest. And some people think that's legalistic. Some people mm-hmm. think it's too hard. Some people are just like, I'd rather just, you know, cook because I like to cook. So cooking mm-hmm. is restful for them. Right. Other people, it's not. So I, I think it, it gets tricky when you try to make 39 rules because mm-hmm. for some of those might be restful for some people and, and mm-hmm. stress for others. So, so I think as Christians... We're allowed to just approach it and say, like, it's it's important. It's a command from God to rest, to mm-hmm. pull back, and to Sabbath, and then to also enter into this other rest. In Hebrews four, it, it mm-hmm. talks about it's using the other the other word, and it, it says that there is a Sabbath rest for the people of God. And then in other places in the New Testament, it, it alludes to directly and indirectly that Jesus is our rest. Mm-hmm. That resting in Jesus is the ultimate Sabbath rest. Mm-hmm. But I also think that we need to go back and really just let resting in Jesus might mean pulling back from some things and saying, mm-hmm. okay, God, I'm going to trust you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell a personal story with our family. You know, we did foster care for about a year and just, we just felt like with our other ministry responsibilities, God was, you know, he had closed the door for some foster care and we just at the time didn't feel called to continue on uh, because we needed it, it, it was better for us because we had a lot of nights and weekends activities and that were pulling us in lots of directions both of us work for a church and foster care requires a lot of kind of nights and week weekend type you know care for the children so we so we said we we love foster kids we want to be a part of it but during this season we had to pull back so even though that wasn't like a weekly rhythm it was the idea that 
something that we felt called to do and we feel passionate about. We had to, the principle of Sabbath is like saying, okay, God, I'm, I'm not going to try to do everything. I'm going to try to trust you. So I think one way to make it not legalistic for me is just to say, what are areas where I want to keep doing things and I know that God's telling me to stop and, and, and trust him with it? Mm-hmm. And working seven days a week, I think, is not saying, is saying that I don't trust you, God. Mm-hmm. Taking on every ministry responsibility. I mean, we want you guys to do ministry. We want you guys to do outreach. But taking on everything as if God can't do it without you might be a sign that you're not practicing the principle of Sabbath. So I, mm-hmm. I think there's, there's multiple ways to think about it in addition to just weekly cycles, but also mm-hmm. the principle of am I pulling back and trusting that God will, God will do things even though I think I have to do it, mm-hmm. that God, God needs us, but he doesn't need us. It's, it's living in that tension. Mm-hmm. Um, I think an, on the flip side too, a lot of times in our culture, our lives are it, our lives and the things we choose to do with our time make it really hard to actually rest. Like this, mm-hmm. the yeah. the pace at which our culture runs, it's it's really contrary to like having any type of Sabbath or rest rhythm. So, I think that's a good anecdote that you share, Danny. Just l- when you look at your what you're committing to, like are your commitments making it impossible for you to to make a choice to take time to rest? Mm-hmm. And is that a sign that your heart doesn't trust God? Either you're worried mm-hmm. about money, so you're like, mm-hmm. I gotta work more hours, or you're worried about doing things for God, mm-hmm. so you have mm-hmm. to do more and you're not resting and you're at the expense of your own health, at the expense of your family. And there are seasons, like we've mentioned, right. where yeah. it's impossible. If you have a sick family member, you might not rest for a month or two, but I think as a church, if we notice someone's going through that, we need to walk alongside that person mm-hmm. and help give them rest. Mm-hmm. You know, it, so that's one of the beauties of the church. Trace, you have any additional thoughts? Or uh, no, I mean, I, I think I agree with y'all. Um, yeah, I mean, I think avoiding burnout is, is definitely like a huge part of, I think, a rather a regular like Sabbath rhythm. Um, and I mean, I think we'll talk about it more, but I'd be curious to kind of hear y'all's perspective as actually in kind of ministry and where you're having to work on Sunday and, and how that plays out and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, rather than going through these big seasons of like um, no rest and then you like, you're so burned out, you have to take rest. Like if, if we could have these uh, kind of healthy Sabbath rhythms, um, I think it can lead to a place where you're, you're not like desperate for that. Um, mm-hmm that time off it can just be a gift when you get it sort of but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that feeds into the next question how might the sabbath look differently in different stages of life and this can mean like parenting older parents Mm -hmm. uh really busy season at work Mm -hmm. uh a close relative or friend has a health issue where you're really taking care of them uh, a crisis or just things are going well and you have a lot of time and you mm-hmm. find yourself on Netflix a lot and you could be doing more for the king. So stages of life just don't always have to be crisis time. They can also be times when things are going well. But how do you uh, how do you think about Sabbath differently in different stages? And Trace, I'll, I'll definitely answer your question about it, as someone who works on Sunday. But you know I mean? Well, I feel like. I am currently in a season and have been for a while where I do have a lot of time. Like I don't 
me pat and i don't have kids we have a dog so like yeah we have dog responsibilities but like right now for the next two months we're pretty free so i and this is something i i wish i was better at intentionally taking rest time but because i have time i don't have to be as intentional about like utilizing it to really rest in god and not just rest like by watching netflix or whatever else i'm watching which is usually a lot of different things (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i think that's like an area that i can kind of slip into is because i i just don't use my time to actually rest in god because i have a lot of it which i know in come two months i'm not gonna feel that way necessarily Mm -hmm. um but I, I do think that, like I was saying earlier, we love a structure, but at the end of the day, and I can, I can share more about this later, like how do we use the time that's given to us in a way to turn our minds back to God is kind of like a principle that I like to think through. Like how do you utilize the carpool line or waiting for an appointment or just these different areas that's given to us? Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's good because I think for some people it'd mean, oh, I should listen to a podcast about the Bible, Mm -hmm. or but for some people it might be like put your phone away, like put your phone in the glove box and just spend five minutes in silence, maybe praying, Mm -hmm. praying for the the carpool line, Mm -hmm. praying for the kids at the school. So I think sometimes because we're high achievers, we think, oh, I got to do add more. But it might be God saying, oh, during this time, I'd like for you to, to pull back and, and think or reflect or mm-hmm. the spiritual disciplines class that Erica taught, you know, we're part of this new Waypoint Academy. If you haven't taken it, take it at the next, we're going to offer it multiple times throughout the year. But one of the things we talk about is what are some spiritual disciplines that you can participate in that help you rest, rest in God? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, so I, I think you're right, Tony. I think mm-hmm. sometimes... It's, it's, it's hard. And for me, you know, I've gone through all the stages, busy, busy during college. Then the summer where I had nothing to do, I had like my YMCA job where I came home at like four and watched Saved by the Bell with my younger sister. Cause it was on TBS at that point. But, you know, just kind of to seasons where I'm so busy that I can't even think straight. You know, I just, I was doing seminary and preparing to go overseas and living overseas and three kids and, you know, a lot of, a lot of ministry responsibilities. So then it was more intentional. Uh, but during both seasons, I realized that I just needed to know who I was and what would it take for me at that moment to get rest, to rest in Christ, and then maybe ask some other people to look for weaknesses or notice things, my wife and other friends who are around me on a regular basis to see, and even to challenge me, I might even give them some direct questions to ask me, like, am I, you know, I'd read a book on rest and or something or burnout, and, I, and I'd give them some opportunities to speak into me to say, these are probably the ways I'm going to fail. These are the ways I'm not either going to get the wrong kind of rest or not enough rest. Mm -hmm. So, and that, that, that's, that was the helpful thing for me, but there were some seasons where it was really hard and I would just say, okay, I'm just going to take four hours because that's what I got. And I'm just going to try to not work for these four hours and read my Bible, spend some time with God, spend some time with my kids, spend some time with my wife or something. So mm-hmm. different seasons meant different things. But I, I, you can't stay at that pace forever. Mm-hmm. You can only, you know, the, so I, th- I think for all of us, if you're in a sprinting pace, 
you know, I remember the 800 is like the hardest race in like middle school track or whatever, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the one people think they can kind of sprint the whole thing. And, and like the kid, <laughs> the, the kid starts sprinting and then by halfway, the, the kid who was sprinting is walking mm-hmm. and the guy who was kind of doing the jog wins, you know? And I, and I think sometimes if you're in that right now and you need help, talk to someone. We, we want to help you, you know, yeah. So, so I would say during different stages of life, God will do it. God is with us. Whether you got a lot of time and you need to like participate more in kingdom work and do more and, and, and plant your rest doesn't need to be as planned or you're super busy. Mm-hmm. God can do it. And God knows your situation. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, I think that's, that's really good. Um, yeah, I think it, in a lot of ways it kind of, for me, goes back to that idea of just um, like Christ has given us a lot of freedom and really trying to like just honor him and it be more about like what's my heart posture because I think um, like yeah, I could I could wake up on a Sunday morning early and like if the kids are up, I might be kind of bitter in my heart that like, oh no, I can't get rest this day. And I don't know, maybe that's more about me or maybe I'm thinking I'm not honoring God or something. But um, rather than it being like this stringent, like it has to look this way um, and being like, okay, I'm up early with the, the kids and maybe we can make this a, a special thing. Maybe it looks like we're just gonna, you know, make a breakfast together. Um, or we're going to do something fun we wouldn't have had the opportunity to otherwise. Um, I mean, I I shared about, I guess, um, my college experience some and how I, like, uh, worked through it then. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, practical ideas could be, you know, stuff like, um, you know, eating out um, so you don't necessarily have to to cook, or it could just be, you know, maybe it's a frozen meal if you don't want to spend the money to eat out, or... Um, maybe it is, you know, leftovers or something like that. Um, those are some things that like we'll, we'll try to do. Um, but yeah, even just like, I think the Lord can, like, he wants us to have this rest too. So it's not about us like trying to get it for ourselves. Um, but he wants to like partner with us in that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hasn't always done this, or I don't think it's like something he's going to do for everyone, but there was even a period of time where we weren't getting a lot of sleep at night. But I feel like the best sleep our kids would get would be on Sunday morning. They would just sleep in later than like the rest of the week, <laughs> and it was just like, "Thank you, Lord." Like you know, the, like I didn't do anything different, um, but He just would give that rest sometimes. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a lot of freedom in it, not like a freedom to ignore it, but a freedom to like get to experience His rest in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, my kids would wake up kind of early on Sunday mornings, <laughs> but the rule was if they on Sunday mornings, they could watch VeggieTales or something. So, nice. like, we kind of <laughs> try to keep it a little spiritual. So they watch every VeggieTales. So they kind of associate Saturday morning with like Nickelodeon shows or whatever, whatever else they watched as yeah. kids, and then VeggieTales as, as the Sunday morning, uh, <laughs> the Sunday morning thing. It, yeah. yeah. Now but, it's right now media or uh, kids church or whatever yeah, they've yeah, been yeah. watching. So you watch. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's what's yeah. the latest thing kids yeah. kids watch. Yeah. Uh, I sound like an old man. I don't know what's the latest <laughs> thing kids watch these days. I feel like you're tuned into like the teens, though. Yeah. Well, I still have teenagers. So. Yeah. I'm pretty tuned into that, but the, the, the TikTok and stuff. The TikTok. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be around much longer. I, know. I guess that's another conversation. Maybe, that's, <laughs> yeah. maybe that'll give people rest. Yeah. And, uh, oh so, gosh. yeah, j- just to talk about it, the elephant. There's two elephants in the room. One is the theology of 
you know, Genesis 1, God rests. Seems weird. God doesn't need to rest. So Mm -hmm. obviously that's where we get the heart of the theology of it. It's in the Ten Commandments, and God does it as an example to us. So just that's why we're having a podcast on it. That's why Christians Mm -hmm. still struggle with this. You know, we don't practice some of the dietary laws in the Old Testament because Jesus said, you know, only practice those if it's if it's going to hurt someone else's culture or hinder the gospel. But generally, mm-hmm. it's what comes out of your mouth and in your heart that makes you unclean, not what you eat. Mm-hmm. Knowing that the gospel is going to go to all these cultures, mm-hmm. so Jesus kind of sets sets them free from that. But as far as the Sabbath, Jesus kind of reorders it and mm-hmm. and kind of tries to bring us back to the garden and, and God's original intent of that He even rested, not because He needed to rest. Because he wanted to set an example for us. And that's kind of what the thrust of the teaching throughout the Old Testament and, and Jesus helps reorient us on that. And then the other, so that's kind of the theological thing that I want to, I want I want to really stress that in this podcast. That that's why we think this is important. Because it's a very important theme throughout the Bible. And, and Jesus helps us re- rethink it in, in his new kingdom that, that he inaugurates. That's part of the new covenant. That's part of Abraham's covenant. That's we're a continuation of this beautiful history then the other elephant in the room is social media because social media or phones seem restful but they're kind of harmful so any thoughts on that and it's not in our questions here but i've just been thinking about that a lot like is it okay on sunday to say that's my day to go and look up some stuff if it doesn't cause you to sin you know is but what happens when you, hear, you read these reports about teenagers or college students just having crisis of emotions and all these mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Just just any thoughts on that rest in the age of where you have, you know, this, this thing in your pocket that seems restful but can also, yeah. So any, any thoughts on that? Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel it. like it's such a tricky topic. Like when I was in college, it was it felt like Christians were battling against like this rise of social media. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. really take a look at your life and don't use it as much. And, and now you did just, campus ministry too. Yeah, so you were on both sides. You were the student and then the person trying to help. Yeah, but then now I feel like it. social media is so ingrained in our lives. Like it's really hard to imagine living without it. But I do think that this is where rhythms can come in, like okay. having rhythms where, and I'm not, I am not very, my husband's probably going to listen to this and be like, why are you telling people to do this when you are not good at this? He would never call me out like that. I'll call myself that. Like having rhythms where you are taking breaks. Like I gave up Instagram for Lent. So Lent is a great opportunity How's to it been? fast. It's been pretty good. I, I feel like I I mean I still look at like Facebook, but for me Facebook just isn't the same. Like it's the old people platform. It, yeah, right? it's like you it's check for it and you're like and people That's my all age, I have, right? So. Yeah. It it just yeah. doesn't do the same thing that Instagram does for me and yeah. I mean I'm excited for when I get to see it again cuz you know, I feel like I miss people's like life announcements. Um but yeah, rhythms of like maybe that means like Saturday you you try to have like a mindful attitude that you're just not going to look or be on your phone and like kind of lose track of where it is in your house and not like have it be attached at your hip at every moment um, or like 
on vacation, you take intentional time to not do social media or not check your email. Or, yeah, not yeah, check yeah. your email. Um, just things like like rhythms like that because yeah, it is really ingrained in our lives. And it's we're always working. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. because of our phones. I mean, I know a few people who like their company gives them a phone and they have the company laptop, but and unfortunately, I think a high percentage of Americans don't have that luxury. So mm-hmm. it's tricky. Any any thoughts, Trace? I mean, you work from home, so you and you try to. You said you try to not do your job, your day right. job, on Sunday. Yeah. So that's been one parameter. But I don't know. Yeah, just, I I mean, I think as far as like phones and social media, for me, I've found it's it's like very freeing when I'm not thinking about social media or when I'm not like checking it regularly. Um, I think it just helps me be like more present um, in whatever I'm like doing at that moment. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit easier because I have to be on the computer all day for work for like, you know, eight hours that I'm not necessarily like itching to be on the screen when I'm off work. Um, and, but Liz has actually put a lot more thought into to some of this and um, she has been reading a really good book. I can't remember the name, maybe Danny or Lacey will like edit it in <laughs> later, mm-hmm. but, um, but uh, Tech Wise like, Family? Um, no, I think it's more about like slowing down and, um, and things, but, um, but like doing things to like make it so her, she's sort of controlling her phone as as opposed to it controlling her of like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you're turning off notifications. So Mm -hmm. you check it when you want, but it's not like constantly, you know, Mm -hmm. in your face, like check me or or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think like, I don't think they're bad by any means. Like I think social media can be a good thing. Phones can be a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe there's, if we can at least put some thought into like, in what ways can we sort of control them as opposed to them? Like, that's a great us. observation. Yeah. 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 We should be in control, not our phone. And, and the cool thing is I have an iPhone, so Apple definitely has it. And I know Google does mm-hmm. too. But if you go into the, what's called screen time settings, mm-hmm. it literally can tell you how many, oh how many times you pick, <laughs> Sometimes I'm how like, many times don't you, show me that. how many times you pick it up, how many yeah. hours you spend on each app. So I personally... <laughs> Twitter just stresses me out, especially as a pastor, you know, so I just took Twitter off my phone, but even on my computer, I just, I can do like 15 minutes a day mm-hmm. max just cause I was like, it's, it's actually hurting, even though it has a lot of good information that I need to know as, as a pastor and someone trying to be engaged in, mm-hmm. in what's going on in America and the world, it, it can also cause me a lot of stress that burdens that I don't even need to be bearing. So I had to do that. I, you know, I have friends who I have their passcode on their phone or whatever. So like if they want to look at Facebook for longer or whatever, they can just set it. It's like 10 minutes a day. So you, you can use the tools that are there mm-hmm. to set some parameters that might help you get rest. Uh, again, it's like Tony said, it's going to be part of our lives forever. So mm-hmm. unless there's some kind of apocalypse like those movies where like <laughs> we lose all our power and we have to live like cavemen or something again. But if not, it's going to be part of our lives. So we have to learn how to, trust God and practice rhythms of Sabbath in light of this reality. Uh, if you do have kids, there's a book called The TechWise Family that came out a couple years ago. He's a little extreme, but I think he's extreme because phones are extreme. And so he's trying to just, it's Andy Crouch. He's just trying to present a, a present a way to, to think about it as, as a family mm-hmm. uh, for, you know, from younger kids to teenagers. Um, so we'll do the, this final question or, what what benefit or joy have you seen from observing Sabbath rest? Yeah, just one or two things that God has you you that you've gotten been blessed by this. 
I mean, I think practically just being more refreshed to start the week. Um, in some ways, I think I value the Sabbath more now, like having kids and uh, when work is busy and things, because I'm like, oh, I, I really do need this. Like, I need to be more refreshed going into the week. Um, and I feel like it can sort of be a domino effect, like either way, too. Like if I'm um, my heart's recentered and I've gotten some rest, whatever that kind of looks like in that season, um, then like I'm more inclined to like the week's going to go well. Maybe that's because I was able to like get up early and have time with the Lord as opposed to being like, you know, too tired to do that or something. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think just it can really, yeah, help your whole week um, be more restful. And so that, that's been my main benefit, I think. I think that, um, wait, which one are we answering? I'm so sorry. I was We're zooming on, out. What benefits or joys have you seen in your life okay, from observing no, Sabbath? No, sorry. Okay. You, no, no, you're good. You're, you, you you're said, like eight months pregnant, so you, you get you a lot. You said of, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, it you was get, me of my bad. You get a lot of uh, leeway right now. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, I think just the shift in mentality of when I'm turning to God in these moments. Because like Trace was saying, I work Sundays. There's oftentimes things that come up on a Saturday that you have to send an email. So Oftentimes or every Saturday? <laughs> every, sun, <laughs> every, every Saturday. Sick, a volunteer sick every Saturday. Yeah. No, I mean, oftentimes you have to, yeah, you're checking your email. You're addressing something that is like you have to address. Um, so I think it has helped like working in ministry has helped have, I'm not the most disciplined person, but I'm growing and having the discipline to take specific time when I have it on the weekends or even throughout the week to turn my heart back to God. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like maybe that is, looks like if I'm anxious about something, instead of like scrolling on my phone and just pushing it down, being able to turn to God and invite him into that moment. Um, and yeah, I think that that's just, that grows just your intimacy with God when you are communing with him and resting in him um, throughout your days. Yeah, for me, you know, I've worked at churches most of my life. So Sunday has always been a work day. Mm-hmm. So it's been hard to, you know, balance it. And I think the hardest thing is I've worked at a church like I've never worked at a church where every other staff took the same day off. Most most full-time staff at a church take one day as their mm-hmm. rest day, but not everybody does it on the same day, so you mm-hmm. get texts or emails, yeah. you know, like they try to honor your day, but it's it's hard. So I've kind of had to learn to set some parameters. Uh, I'm a high efficiency person, so I have like 25 tabs on my computer. I have mm-hmm. phone, iPad, I'm always mm-hmm. like, thinking in high efficiency and trying to get things done. So I have to like pull back, maybe not put certain apps on the device. If I'm going to go read the Bible, I love reading the Bible on my iPad because I like using the extra features that you have that you wouldn't have with a paper mm-hmm. Bible, like cross-referencing, but, but iPad. So I just kind of take everything off my iPad that I have, don't have email on there. I don't have anything so that it can really just be a device for reading the Bible or, reading news so it's kind of like a newspaper bible for me mm-hmm. so i didn't make that but but it, there's a beauty in that but i think for me because i teach the bible all the time and i'm always thinking about it i tend to just read the psalms because mm-hmm. if i read anything else i'm like thinking of points yeah, like i'm like mean. oh <laughs> yeah. i could use this here or i'm mm-hmm. like so i think 
I've gotten to the point where I just read Psalms mm -hmm. to meditate because that's the only time I'm really meditating on God. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's been a blessing for me. And I, I think the Psalms are our book of meditation and prayer. So it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay as a Christian to just mm -hmm. start with Psalm one and keep working my way through, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll, I'll go to new Testament letters mm -hmm. or some other places where I can find direct encouragement. But so that's, that's been a beautiful thing for me. And, and to be honest, I play video games a little bit. I like Mario, Zelda, mm -hmm. just cause I read so much for my job, like reading, can't be leisurely for me. I mean, reading like an autobiography, like I read reading this autobiography on Bo Jackson right now, so maybe that's why I suggested yeah. it. <laughs> Makes sense. He was the greatest athlete of There's all time, time Auburn Tiger. Uh, but yeah, so sometimes I can do that, but even reading that, I'm thinking about the brokenness of his family and like how how bad America was, and, you know, racism. I'm thinking about all these other things and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not like just enjoying the book. Yeah. So God's given me a few tools. Like my, my boys are really in ultimate Frisbee right now. So we'll go out and throw the Frisbee mm -hmm. flag football. Mm -hmm. So, so God's given me some other things to do. My wife and I like to travel. So we'll maybe go see a site or, or go to a museum or something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Eric and I, yeah. So God's given me some other tools, some other ways that are outside of my normal rhythm. So if your job involves like trey said being on the computer all the time or, or doing things like ask god for ways to rest your mind and be with your family or be mm -hmm. with friends away from that uh, if you like to cook then cook on the sabbath you know mm -hmm. like it's if it's joyful I'm glad for they you eat yeah. It, so. yeah and yeah. the people who don't like to cook will come over and enjoy it so mm -hmm. let's yeah. be people who take time away from the the tasks that we have to mm -hmm. rest in God. Mm -hmm. So that, that's my challenge to everyone. And the final question, how would you encourage someone who wants to experience Sabbath rest but struggles to incorporate this rhythm into his or her life? Maybe one or two. We've kind of alluded to this yeah, throughout the podcast. Yeah, I think just what Danny but, was saying, yeah. like finding what works for you and what feels restful for you, whether that's like, it can be reading, it can be throwing the Frisbee, it can be cooking. Um, it can even be watching a show. Like, you know, I maybe... If you're, we're supposed to be resting in God and you watch like 17 straight episodes of Stranger <laughs> Things or something, it might deviate your mind from God. Uh -huh. So unless you're analyzing it biblically or whatever. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I mean, we're supposed to rest in God. So mm -hmm. it's not just a physical rest, but it is a physical rest. It's resting our mind and our emotion. So it's being with people. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. Plug for Chosen because they actually uh, talk a lot about the Sabbath in there. And yeah, so yeah. If you haven't seen The Chosen yet, but... Yeah, if you haven't um, no. seen The Chosen, it's great. <laughs> yeah. You it's it's kind of hard to find it. You got to like download the app or whatever, yeah. but once you download it, it's it's pretty easy to pull it up yeah. on your device, but yeah. But yeah, I'd say I mean, I think yeah, I don't have a whole lot to add to that. I mean, I, I think just kind of praying and partnering with the spirit about like how can it be something that's actually like freeing and restful for you, um, mm -hmm. but in honoring to the Lord at the same time. Um, and maybe talk to someone that's either in the same life stage and, you know, bounce ideas off each other or someone that's like been through that life stage and kind of already got some wisdom to offer mm -hmm. um, yeah that's really good yeah, yeah like talk mm -hmm. to other people yeah. yeah and bounce ideas we need as the body to learn yeah. from each other mm -hmm. it's not just i think sometimes people think it's me in the in the bible in a room in a corner just and god's going to keep dropping mm -hmm. like all this wisdom of exactly what i should do but i think really when God, Jesus says he's, he's given the spirit to us, to y'all mm -hmm. to go be the body together. Part mm -hmm. of that is, is how to live the Christian life and mm -hmm. learn from each other's failures and successes and, mm -hmm. and be the body together. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to Tony for 
being willing to jump in when I asked the questions in the office a couple of weeks ago and say, I have some thoughts. You know, it's really, really great to see someone who's kind of coming out of that college period, young adult period, and Trace, you're in the middle of the, you know, elementary school age kids. I'm more of the, you know, 40s moving into my 50s, which seems crazy. <laughs> we have people in our in our church in the next phase who are, mm-hmm. you know, we have people in all these different phases. We have people who are, uh, you know, single, married, who have, you know, very busy jobs, jobs that are a little more less stress. I mean, just a lot going on or not a lot going on. Wherever you are in this, we're here to be the church together, and, and we want to rest in Christ. He is our rest. He is our peace. I wanted to offer up a, a couple resources. So one is... The book that Pastor Eric has been recommending that all the community group leaders is called The Possibility of Prayer. And there'll be a couple of, uh, there's a couple of copies in the Waypoint Library, but there's a chapter on Sabbath in here. This is an excellent book, uh, but there's a chapter on Sabbath in there. So if you only want to read one chapter, the very concise view, uh, The Rest of God by Mark Buchanan is kind of a classic. And then... uh, there's a bunch of other books that you can you can ask me about that I could recommend if you have any more specific things. And then I'll uh, put the the blog post from Bible Project about Sabbath and the, and the Greek and the Hebrew words on the uh, show notes. We don't really have show notes. We'll just put it in the, in the thing. And, yeah. And maybe a link to the sermon that I gave on Hebrews 4 a couple years ago about rest and, and how to think about that. But thanks, guys, for listening. And I, I pray that you really do rest in God, that we rest in God together individually as a, as a body, and that we learn what it means to practice Sabbath and to make Christ our rest. And um, I think I figured out the name of that book, by the way, that Liz is okay. reading. It's I think it's uh, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Oh, by yeah, John I read Mark that. Palmer. Okay, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a classic. It's, yeah. Um, kind yeah. of some Sabbath-related principles, I think. I haven't read it yet. Yeah. 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 So. Well, we'll end with this. This is Jesus talking to us, his disciples then and his disciples for throughout history. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. That's our promise. Let's be people who rest in Christ. Have a great week. Thanks, y'all. See ya.